Are you tired of the same old business advice? Welcome to the Liberated CEO Experience, the podcast that's redefining entrepreneurial success one unscripted and candid conversation at a time. Get ready to soak up unfiltered stories of triumph, failure, and everything in between from trailblazers who are rewriting the rules of the game and building thriving businesses on their own terms. So if you're ready to level up your impact, income, and joy, all while staying true to your unique vision, you're in the right place. This is the Liberated CEO Experience. Hello, 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 fearless entrepreneurs and boundary pushers. Welcome to another eye-opening episode of the Liberated CEO Experience, the podcast dedicated to helping you break free from the ordinary and forge your own unique path to success. I'm your host, Ty Goodwin, and today we're diving into a fascinating conversation that covers launching a tech startup and tarot cards. You have to hear it to believe it. So today I'm talking to one of my favorite women in tech, Akila Tompkins Robinson. Akila is an SEO strategist, tech founder, author, and speaker who has worked in IT for 17 years and for the last six years has been helping online businesses to stand out and get found online using SEO and search marketing strategies. Founder of SEO Assist and GirlGetVisible.com and the award-winning Girl Get Visible podcast, Akila works to help female entrepreneurs learn SEO and utilize visibility to grow their business. Akila is the author of My SEO Workbook, and she tours the country speaking about the importance of using your voice to become visible in your business and women embracing tech opportunities. Akila is also a loving and devoted wife, mother, and member of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority, and she believes that everyone should be someone's number one in the search engine. So if you're ready to push the boundaries of traditional thinking and embrace the unexpected, then this episode is just what you need. Sit back, open your mind, and let's delve into the intriguing world of tech startups and tarot. Today, 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 um, one of my favorite tech women in the world, I'm getting to have a conversation with Akila Robinson, and we've known each other online for years, and I have one regret, Akila. Okay. <laughs> well, one regret is that when I was in Philadelphia, we never got a chance to connect because you're not so far, and you're like in Jersey, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, I'm at the, the top end of Jersey, but Philly's now, and I say now because they did something to move Philly closer. That's what I keep joking. But it's now only an hour and a half. It used to be two. <laughs> now only an hour and a half. But yeah, I'm, I'm really sad. You know, it's in the middle of the, you know, the Panini and things. So, um, but I am sad we didn't get a chance to get together. Well, that's okay, because I always come back to Philly because all of my peoples are there. And I always go to New York as well, because I'm a big theater person. I love that. So the next time I'm in that area, we will definitely have to connect. You know, when I think about you, though, one of the things I smile about is that I remember when you were pregnant with your son. Yeah. Now, how old is he? He's eight. He just turned eight weeks ago. Wow. Wow. So mommy journey, entrepreneur journey. I can't wait to to talk a little bit about that. So I know you um, and I want you to give our audience a chance to get to know a little bit about you. So tell us a little bit about your journey into this entrepreneurial world and into the tech side of things. 
Okay. So, um, so my name, you guys already know, Keela Tompkins Robinson. I run a brand called, actually run two brands, but it's all under my uh, main brand, which is Girl Get Visible. And my mission is to help women to use their voice to get seen online. So I primarily um, work in SEO. So I'm an SEO strategist and stuff like that. But also I have a very, um, very, very large tech background that I worked in IT literally for all the time. You've known me but literally since college, I started out as an intern in college, and here I am about 20 years later, so a lot of years later, um, still doing tech and still doing technology and IT, and that's that's kind of how I got into SEO, because I was working on web design and web development, stuff like that, and then that intersection of where your web space meets the marketing space is kind of right there with SEO, um, and because it's a, it is a little bit technical, not as technical, I know we're not going to talk about all of that today, but it's not as technical as most people think. And so I've always been the one that's been the advocate, like, it's not that bad, guys. It's not that tech. You can do it, right? <laughs> and so um, that's kind of how I got to where I am now, which is now leading Girl Get Visible, which has like a podcast, YouTube um, membership, so a lot of education consulting space, and then leading my now tech company, which is called SEO Assist, which is an actual tool that I created because I'm tech, you know? <laughs> But a tool that I created that I now, that is to help people do the work of SEO, because that was the other thing I used to always see people, you know, oh, I want to do it, but I don't have time to write, or I don't know what to write and stuff like that. And so during the Panini, what I was doing was saying, you know, let me take my coding knowledge and marry it up with my marketing knowledge and form a whole SaaS company. So that um, that's a, my journey kind of in a nutshell. I love that. And that was one of the reasons why I was so excited to get to have this conversation with you because, you know, we could talk about marketing. We could even talk about SEO strategy and that piece of it. Um, and there's a bigger conversation about women, especially women of color, stepping up as tech founders or diving into the tech side of things. I don't see a lot of that. And like you, I'm a bit techie. Right. Like, yes, I'm woo woo. OK, let's we're not going to get rid of that because I love the intuitive side of things. But I also love we're going to get down and dirty. We're going to take a look at the CRM. We're going to build this. I love that side of it, too. And I want to see more of us in this space. So I know you said that you started building this because you were marrying your coding skills. But what was it like for you to actually like have that epiphany that you could actually have a SaaS, a software as a service, instead of just teaching people how to do it? Um, well, if I'm empowering, that was one. <laughs> so I guess the, I had to name one word for it. But honestly, like I can honestly say it wasn't just my idea. People that I've known, like I've had friends, I, I'm a little woo-woo too. I put the tarot card this morning before this. <laughs> um, but you know, my, my spiritual healer friends and stuff like that, people have been telling me for years because of my IT background, because, and my IT background wasn't just like coding. I've, I've managed various IT teams, including um, app development. I have a project management, I'm a PMP, and I'm certified Scrum Master and Agile. So I'm a good mix of a lot of worlds, right? And so people have been telling me for years, you should start a SaaS, you should start a tech company, you should build a software. And I fought it. Like, I was like, 
absolutely not. And partially because of my background, because I worked in, you know, and I didn't always, I didn't work for technical companies, actually worked in healthcare IT for a lot of years. And then I worked for one of a major bank, which I'm sure we'll talk about that for a lot of years. And um, I specify that because when you are the IT arm of an existing company, it's, it's a different experience and customer service, whoa. <laughs> you know, and so I was on the receiving end of, you know, when users couldn't get in and stuff like that, or, you know, because of what we're more system wide, when system outages at 3 a.m. being up, you know, getting user stories to make sure that we're developing the next things. And so I knew from my career experience that that's not easy, right? And so as people were telling me, you should build the software, I'm like, y'all just looking at the glitz and glam. I know better. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, other than, like I said, it was, it was empowering, um, but also it was, it was a bit of a slower journey. It wasn't just, I woke up and said, I'm going to do this, but I had a lot of apprehension because of what I experienced, but I also knew the good side of it. Like I also knew that creating something with technology could really enhance a business, can really build a business, could really get people to do things that they aren't dedicating time to. Like one of the a major projects that I had in my career space was we got a process that took six that used to take 60 days down to two days with automation right and so that significantly helped this other company right you know and significantly helped them you know save time savings projects were done faster all these great things and I was like why am I not doing this to bring to help my entrepreneur space and my like I do I work a lot with podcasters entrepreneurs um SaaS owners now but why aren't I open to people that honestly need it more than the company I work for? No shade to them, but they got money, right? We're trying to get it. And so that was kind of all of the nutshell of what brought me to, I'm going to do this and I did it. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. So, you know, my background at Lead Pages, I was their technical support training manager. And I was in the middle of their, you know, rebuild of Lead Pages 2.0. And when I tell you the behind the scenes of the testing, the documenting it, like we're writing all the stuff and then they're changing it. Like the day that we finish writing it, they're changing it or they're improving it. So I have seen the back end side of, you know, the tech support. So when people say that to me, you should build a quiz software. I'm like, mm-mm. No, ma'am. <laughs> exactly. When you know, you know, but at the same time, we know, we know how much it can help people. Yeah, so. absolutely. And, you know, I think too, it also is about like building the right team or having the right support. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, I've struggled with. Um, and I'm, I'm curious to know if you struggle with that too, when we're in a corporate space, because I was in corporate for a while too, we do everything. You wear all the hats. And I think sometimes in our business, we think, okay, in my business, I got to wear all the hats, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I'm curious about you as you've been able to, you know, you've got the two brands or the two different sides of what you do. Have you found a way to bring in support so that you don't have to do it all and you can free up more of your time? Um, so yes, in a way, <laughs> no, not as much as I'd like to, um, because like I said, I've, I've, I've not always been, but for most of my career, I was in leadership. So I had a team, we had other teams. I worked in large, large organizations where we only did one or two things. And then I worked in small organizations where I literally had the servers in my office because <laughs> we had to go rack them and stack them ourselves. And for IT folks, y'all know what I'm talking about, right? So 
you know, I had both sides of the coin. Right now in my business, I have just two two assistants. And really what I what I decided to do with the hiring, because hiring is expensive, hiring takes time. Um, hiring requires me to know exactly what direction I'm going in. And I can tell you, I'm not always there, right? <laughs> so um, instead of bringing in somebody to do things that I can't do, or instead of bringing in someone to do things that I, um, you know, kind of to supplement what I'm doing, instead, I brought in team members that, and I'm, you can't see my hands a little bit, but like underneath of what I do, like to support me while I go off and do this thing. Mm-hmm. So things like, um, and I train most of my team members. I, I always say it all the time. I hire smart people, really smart people. And then I train them to do in the way that, in the fashion that I need things done. So I, you know, I've got somebody who helps maintain the, the community part of my membership. I don't need to be in there making every post, making sure people are checking in, checking in on people. You know, I don't need to be in there doing all that. I'm there mostly for the teaching part and the curriculum and the things that I need to do. Um, Same thing, I have somebody who does most of my uh, social media for my business pages, right? I tell people all the time, like my Instagram is dope. It's not because of me. (laughs) I mean, I give content, but we follow a content first strategy, which is where I'll make a podcast or I'll do a blog post and then my team can go and cut that up, right? That's what we call the content first strategy. So my team's able to do that and so I hire team members that can do some of those things and like even writing content that kind of thing people who know SEO I hire those kind of team members so that I can really free up more of me so I can go off and do the building the software figuring out the roadmap you know figuring out even positioning in our target audience like all the things that I've had to go through in the last two years well I, I love that and I think there's something so key in what you said like I hear people a lot of times say, I'm going to outsource this because I don't know how to do it. And I think there's a big danger in that. I say, you, it's hard to delegate what you don't know. It's hard to delegate what you don't understand because then you can, I can guarantee you that your results are going to be skewed, right? Absolutely, and yes. it's much smarter to do what you do, like where you're training them in how you want it to be done. So that's because that's going to be a load off your shoulders because now you don't ever have to wonder if it's going to meet your standards. Yes, absolutely. And because I know how, like, you know, I can, and I like to grow people. I do. I want everybody to grow in whatever space as an employee, as an entrepreneur, I want people to grow. So, you know, in this, I'm able to help them like, okay, here's how you strengthen this skill. Here's how, you know, you do this thing, getting that feedback, because I do know how to do it. I do know what we're doing. I even have sent my team out for different trainings. Like last year, I wanted to improve our podcast workflow process. And I know someone who's really dope at doing it. I don't really have the time to do it myself. And so I sent my assistant who does a lot of our podcast stuff. I sent her to this training and said, you know, take notes <laughs> and come back and tell me what you think, what's a good process. And she did. And now we've got a good process that I didn't have to, I didn't have to really touch as much, but I also have that longevity of when, except for, you know, when she moves on, because again, I like to grow people and growing people move on, right? So when you grow people and they move on, but I still also have that knowledge base within. So so that now I can bring in the next person. I think that's the other really big problem when somebody just hires out things that they don't know how to do, that they, you know, wind up hiring things out. And when that person leaves, then they're screwed again, right? I don't ever want to be back in the same place I was before, right? At least we need some type of growth to the next step. So I make sure that when I do things, I, you know, train the people or send them for training, make sure we have that knowledge base and make sure that if when they, if and when they do move on, we still have some, some people in place. 
Yeah, that that's so, so, so smart. And I, you know, we share that value. One of the things I hated about being in corporate America was it was very exploitative, right? We're only going to, you know, we're going to get everything that we can out of you. We're going to milk you for as many hours as we can. And we're only going to give you a little bit of support. And that support is only going to be to do what we want you to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's it. And so one of the things as I've been building our team has been really important for me to, um, to sew into the folks, like our developer who builds all of our quizzes and does all of our, all of our email automation, we are sending her right now through a funnel certification program so she can add that other skill set. So whether she stays or whether she goes somewhere else, she's got all these skills that she can use. And so that's um, it's great to hear that you share that value because that's something that we do. Yeah. And it's how you keep good people. I've had both of my assistants for, uh, well, one I've had a lot of years, like even before I wrote my book. Um, my other assistant, she's newer, but she's still been with me now, I think two years. But, you know, and both of them are like, you know, we're sticking around because they know that it's not just a, you know, I'm here to exploit right, <laughs> or get the most out of you. But I also care about their growth and stuff like that. So I think that helps overall. Absolutely. And so like uh, you mentioned, I had to go get it. So I have, here's the book she mentioned, the SEO workbook. One of my favorite tools, like it is literally on the shelf behind me. Akilah. I saw you just grab it. I didn't realize what you were grabbing. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Because I, I love it. It's very, very like well done. Um, I could tell that you're a teacher at heart. Um, you know, instructional design game, recognize instructional design game, right? I can tell <laughs> like from the background. But um, I'm going to make sure that there's a link um, to, to grab a copy of this because it is one of the most helpful tools. The way you break things down and the way you explain um, things and make it easy for people to consume it um, is really, really good. And so um, promo plug, shameless, get this. The link is going to be down in the comments. I mean, make sure we get the light on it the right way. The SEO workbook, one of my favorite, favorite tools, like I said, literally on my shelf. So um, I want to take a pivot in our conversation for a minute because I heard you say this and I am super excited. Okay. So we talked about tech a little bit. We talked about the whole founder thing a little bit. I want to talk about tarot a little bit. <laughs> Because um, it's not something I always get to, to talk about with people, um, but I'm curious. So how long have you been um, into tarot or like any of anything's kind of out in that space? Can you talk a little bit about that? Um, I feel like it's been forever. So I work with Ty Johnson Anderson. It's going to get that whole plug. Right. Um, and she's amazing. And literally it's, it's so funny because I just held up the book and I told you, so my, you know, my friends told me she has literally predicted almost every step of my, my like career life, almost two years before it actually happened every single time. <laughs> so um, and she's not just like a, she's not just a prediction. Like she's not just going to sit there and like read the tea leaves kind of thing, but more um, she has, she's a, a membership and it's more of a collective. So like, you know, conversations, where you want to go, setting your intentions, you know, that kind of thing, which is why um, I've been with her so long and love working with her. And yeah. so um, part of that, and I only recently, well, I had a tarot book, um, but I recently got a new deck that I'm really loving. I wish I had it down here. It's upstairs in my um, room. It's Love Sears, Love and Sears, something like that. I'll give you the name. <laughs> hey, I'll send you a picture because it's really dope. Yeah, that'd be but, great. 
Um, and I use it more, like I said, I'm not a, I'm not a person, like I don't read for others, that kind of thing, but I use it more the way I was taught, like, you know, set your intention, pull for guidance, um, look at the mess, look at the picture. Like I always look at the picture first and see what pops out at me, then read the message and that kind of thing. And so I use it amongst, you know, many spiritual practices. Like I, I journal, I of course pray, I do visualization, I do meditations, <laughs> I do all the things. Um, and I I can tell you, like, one of the reasons I, I've seen how it's guided me, even when I didn't know, right? Yeah. Like that book that you just held up, Ty told me, because it's two years before, you should write a book. And I was like, I'm not going to write a book. And next thing you know, I wrote a book. And that book was like the catalyst for the build of Girl Get Visible. I had several other iterations before Girl Get Visible. Um, she also said, build a software, right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm all about that. Um, and I'll tell y'all now, she's nudging me towards agency. I'm really fighting that one now. <laughs> <laughs> let me see. Let me set my watch and see. Okay. <laughs> exactly. So it's been about a year. So I got like one more year before, you know, so in a year from now, you see me with an agency, you know, Ty did it. Right. So, um, but all of the things that I do help to keep me kind of grounded, centered, help me keep even thinking about the right things. Like I'm, I'm very, um, I believe where your focus goes, your energy grows. Uh, I forgot whose quote it is, but it's somebody's. And, you know, being focused on things and setting those intentions and keeping those daily reminders, you know, pulling things that help you to either figure out what I should move or what I should stay, that kind of thing. I think all that just helps to keep you grounded, especially in this space where it can be very, very lonely. And I'll tell you, like, I'm a little used to being lonely. I've been a Black woman at IT for almost 20 years. So... <laughs> Um, I can tell you, and at my first job, not only was I the, the Black, well, there was one other, so it wasn't the only one, but the Black woman, IT, um, I was also like 20, maybe like 10, 20 years younger than most people. My first job um, was kind of coincidental. <laughs> where I was the intern in the space. And it was a space where most people like were at the company for years and got promoted into this analyst space that I got into. And I was the intern. And just right before the day of my graduation, like the week of my graduation, a guy quit. <laughs> and subsequently at the same time, they needed a website for the department, they needed a departmental website and I knew web design and I knew enough about the, the team because I'd been their intern. And so unlike everyone else who had been there for like 10, 15 years, I slid right on it. It's great. <laughs> so um, amazing, but lonely. And so, you know, I've always had to look for things that I can bring in to help me almost relate to myself or relate to what was going on. And this journey, um, all the practices that I do help me to do that, help me to stay grounded, help me to know that there's always someone, something out there bigger than me. There's a plan. God's got a plan for this, right? And sometimes you need, you need those reminders. And so that's where the tarot comes in, where the meditation comes in, the crystals come in, all of it works together. And I know some people are going to say like, how do you think God in tarot? I believe he gave us all these tools. Right? I love <laughs> it. Them, right? Every single one of <laughs> That's, yeah, I, I love it. And that's a, that's a little bit of, of my journey too. Um, I remember um, I used to work in a bookstore, Robin's Bookstore, downtown Philadelphia, one of my favorite places until it got absorbed, you know, by Barnes and Noble and all those bigger boxes coming into play. Um, and they would have these amazing tarot decks and they were so beautiful. And so I was always so fascinated, but it was like, it's that devil. Don't, you know, go do it. Um, and, but, you know, I grew out of that. 
um, and root into, you know, where I'm now, where I've got several decks. So I'm really excited to take a look at that one. And great name, Ty, of all things, of the person that you work with. So I love that. Um, but I'm so glad to hear that because I think a lot of women, especially women of color, um, we're starting to step out more when it comes to what we were taught spiritually growing up into finding our own divine path. And I've been excited to see more of us looking for those divine connections and using different strategies and tools, because I think that just expands our capabilities. It expands, um, you know, what we are able to actually produce because we're open more, you know, to all the opportunities that are there. So I'm really excited to hear that. Oh, thanks. Yeah, very, very cool. So um, last um, set of questions here. So the whole goal of this show is about the liberated CEO. And I'm curious, um, when you hear that term liberated CEO, what does that mean to you? For me, it means June of 2021. <laughs> and June of 2021 is when I finally left corporate America. Um, and so when I think liberated, that's what I think. And I mean, you know some of my story, but I'll tell you my story too. Um, I was not one of those people who hated their job. I loved what I did. Like I said, I just, I had a 20 plus year com- uh, career in IT, right? And doing the things I love, I led teams, I led projects. I did a lot of things that I'm doing right now, but I'm doing for me, right? Um, and then I also always had like, you know, I was freelancing, I was doing web design or, you know, a business or a blog or something. I always had something because believe it or not, work in some shape or form is my hobby. I like it that way. I know people hate that, but I like it, right? And so I always had something else going on. I was not one of those people who were like, I hate my job or I need to make more, right? Not to say we can all make more, but I also had a pretty good salary job too. <laughs> so, you know, I just didn't have, um, and I always bring this up because not to say, oh, well, my life was still great, but because I know there's people out there who are like, I don't have a, a you know, rags to riches. I don't have a, you know, hated it to loving it. I don't have that kind of story. I just have a progression in life. Um, and as I took this progression in life, so June of 2021 is when I officially left um, corporate for good, right? As I took that, as I took the journey, I do feel the difference, right? Although, you know, I did love it. I did like it. I love this life a lot more. <laughs> You know, um, I love the space of it all. I love the, you know, I can decide what's going on. I can predict things. You still have, oh, so I hate that people are like, you know, live a life of freedom, freedom, because you still have clients and customers to um, listen to and hear and, and, you know, that kind of thing. So you have a boss, but in a different way. But at the same time, you can also choose. Like I recently um, talked to somebody and I was like, I don't know if I want to work with this thing again, right? Or even like how I stopped doing done for you services. People still come to me a lot for done for you services. And I mainly only do a few clients in VIP days now. And they're like, you should be doing. And I'm like, well, I don't have to. (laughs) So that is a beautiful thing that I'm able to really take what I know and grow it into different spaces, right? I'm able to, you know, with everything, 
I like web design. I grew that into a space. I liked SEO. I grew that into a, a huge space, right? Uh-huh. I can code. I grew that into a SaaS, right? I'm able to now take things and grow them. So when I think liberated, I definitely think of my liberation day, but also that now I'm able to like really just grow things and flourish things. And, you know, I've got other projects that aren't face front, uh, front facing projects that I'm working on that I would never have been able to do before. I would wow. never, I never had the bandwidth. I might not even have the idea. I would have probably, you know, convinced myself, you know, I don't need to do this or I can't do that, that kind of thing. But now I'm, I'm kind of free. I'm free to use my mind and make money from it, which is good. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I love that. I mean, so many things, um, you know, that you said in there that I, w- I wanted to, to touch on. Well, first of all, congratulations on making the leap, you know, because I remember when, you know, and I was in that same place too of launching while working. I think that was probably what I was doing when we first connected, like way mm-hmm. back launching while working. That was your group. Yes, right. Yep. <laughs> and that was, gosh, so long, like maybe nine or 10 years ago, um, you know, when all that stuff was happening. And so congratulations on that. And you said something I think is really important. Um, it's about creating your own path. You know, a lot of times, like we look at how somebody did X, Y, and Z, and we immediately think that that's where our business has to be tomorrow um, and not taking the time to honor our own path and how we want to build our business. I just got back from Jamaica um, a little while ago. And um, one of the things I realized when I was there is like, man, I love the beach and I love the sun. And I remember being in a hot tub <laughs> while I was there. And I was like, <laughs> you know, it's like, how can I have this like every day? Right. Like I want to. So, you know, my whole goal for the next year coming up is how can I make sure that I can work like this every day? I don't just want it to be a vacation, right? And that's that part of liberation, but it's also getting to choose how we want our business to be. And there's something else that you said, I think is great about, you know, you choose to work on the things that you want to work and you choose to work the way you want to work. Mm-hmm. Um, I talk to a lot of brilliant women and we're so used from a corporate mindset that, I have to take orders, right? I have to work this way because somebody wants me to work this way. When the beautiful thing about being a liberated CEO, um, and we have five stages, like when we teach our clients, we have a whole um, accelerator that we do with folks, you know, and it starts with like launch momentum and then it goes to lead momentum, um, sales momentum, profit momentum. And at the very top is that liberated CEO is where you get to find those other projects that you want to work on now because you've got the time and the space and the resources to do it. So that's mm-hmm. exciting um, to hear that you, you're in that space, you know, where you're getting to do what you want to do. So um, can't leave the conversation without hearing from you. Um, if you were going to give advice to women, trailblazing women like you, are, and let me call this out to you, you are an absolute trailblazer. Um, I've known this for years. Um, and for my audience that's listening, um, if you've heard me say this before, trailblazing women is lonely for us, right? Because a lot of times we're looking for somebody who's done what we've done so they can help us and ain't nobody there, <laughs> right? Um, and not everybody understands your vision. And a lot of times as a trailblazer, you'll have an idea, you won't see anybody else doing it. And it'll be two or three years before people even catch on to the brilliance that you were trying to lay down, right? Mm-hmm. And that's you. You're, you've always been that trailblazer. You see things in a space and you move towards it. Um, so as a trailblazer for trailblazing women, what advice would you give them um, about their liberated CEO journey? So 
It's interesting that you brought up, um, well, we were talking about how lonely it is, but also the being ahead of the curve. I've always been ahead of the curve, whether, and I pause because I'm like, whether I like it or not, <laughs> like even with like, I remember when I was, um, when I did my first, this is my second membership that I have now, but when I did my first membership and I was like looking for membership support, people were like, oh, uh, don't low dollar membership. That's not worth it. And I pushed on and did it anyway. And now lo and behold, mad people are coming up with memberships literally this year. I've had this membership since 2019, right? So I'm telling you how many years ahead I was, right? Same thing with SEO. And I still think that's still like, you know, picking up speed and stuff, the more these other socials do things to us. Um, but people are starting to see that value now. Like I'm always, you know, a little bit ahead of the curve. So what I would say is don't let the curve lead you, right? Mm-hmm. You get ahead of it. You build the curve. You build the road, especially if it's something that you know you can do. It's something yeah. that you um, are either well-versed in or you got enough to like to, you know, figure it out and make the steps. Because even, even as I build the SaaS, and I think, I really think I did a whole episode on this too, that SaaS and building tools is the next step. And I know you're on this next step too, right? I really believe that's the next step. And I'm, I'm going to almost say we're late because we all use tools every day right? Mm-hmm. Those tools were built by teams, right? Or people or somebody who had this thought. And I feel like um, we as entrepreneurs, we as Black women, that we've not picked up on this space. We're still in the space of serving. And yeah. serving is great, but imagine how many people you can serve if you've got the infrastructure that you serve them on, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So- I think I think that I think that's really the next space. But I also think you know. So what I would tell someone is jump into whatever you think is the next space. Give yeah. it a try. Do it. There's nothing that um, there's nothing that you can do other than go back to what you were doing, right? You know, yeah. someone told me years and years and years ago, and it's funny because like I was nervous about leaving my job. This is probably a decade ago at this point, and they were like, "You can always get another job," and it was so simple. Yeah meant so much because I'm like you're right my degrees don't change my certifications don't change my experience actually grows right so you're right if it doesn't work out I can always get another job and the same thing even with your business if you launch a new product and it doesn't work out you can always go back and sell the old product right or if you're like me you sell the old while you're launching the new don't don't do that or keep some digitals over there you know getting traffic and getting sales Right. So there's so many things that you can do. Um, Mm -hmm. You don't have to hold yourself back. The other thing I would say, because I had this problem, I had this mental, I have a lot of head things, right? Things go in my head a lot. Um, I'm an overthinker, I am, Um, or hyper thinker, as I got to call it. But one of the things that came up in my, especially as I was moving from or moving in the SAS, right? Was people are going to think you're floaty. People are going to think you're always doing something, doing something new. And I I had to like remind myself that if I was at a nine to five, every time I get a promotion, people celebrate, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not the same analyst I was right out of college. Like when I left my last company, I was a VP, right? That's a lot of change, right? A lot of you're doing something different. So, and I changed companies along the way too. No time ever did someone say, oh, weren't you a web designer yesterday? Or, oh, didn't you, weren't you an author last week? No Mm -hmm. one ever questioned my promotions when I was working a job. They celebrated them. I feel like in the entrepreneur space, we look down at people who made do and there's a difference between moving from week to week to week to progressing right so make sure you're progressing right but 
I feel like we don't celebrate enough when people go into a new space that mm-hmm. is higher than the space that they were in, right? Like my whole, sorry, I know you're gonna say something. Oh, no, I mean, it just reminds me of how, you know, you're, you're right, but I think we have to change how we look at it. So, you know, there's been a lot of people in spaces where they do hop from one thing to the next and never master anything. And I think that's where we can, we kind of lump people in. But what we need to do is focus on the people who are expanding, right? Mm -hmm. So like we expand, like we focus on lead generation and marketing automation. That doesn't always look the same. Like it looks like having a coaching program. It looks like doing the done for you agency. It looks like having a SaaS, right? We have a CRM, but everything that we do still supports women entrepreneurs who want to automate their marketing and generate leads. And Mm -hmm. so it's an expansion and not a, not a bunny hop, (laughs) Exactly. That's why I said it's different between going from thing to thing to thing to growing in the thing. And it might also mean taking away some stuff. So like my my progression, I was a, I did web design and then I was working with e-commerce and then SEO. And now I'm going into this this SEO SaaS space. Right. So that's a progression. But I don't still do this, like I don't still design websites. I had to give up some things right, to move on to the next the next level or next position of where I'm going. So I think that's an important message for people to to hear um even if you don't understand it or realize it right now but one day you're going to be like killer said it's okay to grow (laughs) right killer said it's okay to move on right because that's what that's you know that's what you would normally do in a career and very few people started one thing when they first start and they're continuing to do that thing five years later right and I got questions for those people who do that. <laughs> but for, yeah, us right, for us right here, if you're here, you want growth. And so if you want growth, you realize it's okay to make those moves. Absolutely. And it's a very outdated way of thinking. You know, when we take a look at our parents and our grandparents, get that good job and stay at a company for 25 years. And people would do that and they never move, right? They never move. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not where things are now. That's not how things have to be now. And I think we get to honor that. So thank you for sharing that. So um, I'm going to have a lot of great notes at the bottom of this conversation so much because we're going to actually have to have you come back. Um, I want to do a, a roundtable and I want to do um, a summit and definitely want to have you in that where we get to talk about the women of marketing. And it's going to be a whole lot of people that look like us. <laughs> and I'll be very transparent because I'm tired of going to a lot of conferences with people that don't look like us um, talking about marketing. And I know there are more women, there's a lot more women of color that we need to highlight. So keep your eyes out for that listeners, because we're definitely going to be doing that. Um, where can Where's the best place for them to find you and connect online, Akila? So I am Girl Get Visible almost everywhere. <laughs> so Facebook, Instagram, all the things. Facebook's probably, because I literally hang out on Facebook. I use Facebook for friends and ch- chilling too, right? Mm-hmm. I know some people just business on Facebook. I'm chilling, right? So Facebook, if you really want to have a conversation, message me, say, you know, I, I saw you on Ty's show. Can we chat? Um, you can send it to Instagram. I will get the message. It might take some days, but I'll get it. Um, TikTok, I'm actually TikToking more. So okay. I'm now that I made my face up for today, I'm going to go do some TikToks after this. So, um, TikTok's another space. And then my, my website. My website is girlgetvisible.com. Lots of information there, podcasts, blogs. I create long-form content. So, you know, you're going to really get the most information from me out of just going to my website and chilling there. And then I'm also now blogging more on my SaaS company, which is SEO Assist. 
Love it, love it, love it. Check out all the links that are below. Make sure you get a double dose of whatever Akila is offering out there in the universe. Thank you so much for gracing us with this conversation today. It has been my absolute pleasure. And for listen, for those of you who already know, be brilliant, be bankable, and show up like an absolute boss in your business. Bye. Thanks for hanging out with us for today's episode. Check the show notes at tygoodwin.com for links and resources. And be sure to subscribe to our show on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. And if you found value in this episode, please leave us a rating. Until next time, be brilliant, be bankable, and show up like a boss in your life and your business.